Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Good morning, Scarlet Note. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, these lights are blinding. You weren't, you were joking, you weren't, you were serious about that. I was serious about it. That's okay. You may have a seat. I thank you. I'm very grateful for this time to come before you. Um, I'm saying, you know, for so many years that you have seen me at the back, um, greeting people as everyone comes in, and now I'm at the front. I was like, I said this morning, I'm like, this is my Rosa Park moment. <laughs> going to the front, y'all. So. <laughs> So I just, I'm grateful. I thank y'all for this opportunity. Um, You know, when Pastor came to me and tricked me, I'm I'm telling the story, yes I am, uh, at the pep rally, and you know, I shared a little, a couple of words with some of the volunteers, and afterwards he came over to me after I shared, and he said, pick a number, pick a number, and he gave me, you know, three or four numbers, and y'all, I thought I was winning a prize, and I was like, I was like, 22, and I was like, oh, this is the, this is, this is the prize, and he was like, you're preaching on the 22nd, and I was like, oh, I didn't get a blow pop, I didn't get a t-shirt, I didn't get anything, but that's fine, I have this opportunity, which is much more amazing um, to share with you guys and those of you online what God gave me. Um, And so when he initially came to me, I kind of, you know, was just like, okay, God, what do you want me to share um, with, with your people? And so one of the things that I found out afterwards was that the theme was flourish. But God had given me something before that. And he gave me a scripture of restoration. And so after I found out that the theme was flourish, inside of me, I was wondering, like, how do I merge these? But then he showed me how for myself, and I think a lot of times, Pastor, you could, um, you know, say if that's so, what we share is something that we personally are dealing with or going through, right? And so at this moment, you know, as I'm thinking about flourishing, see in 2022, um, you know, what some of you guys may not know is that I work in schools. I'm a social worker, I guess, by degree, but by purpose, you know, I do social work and therapy. And one of the things that I see is people needing to be restored. Um, And and knowing that this is a flourishing season and that they will come into their flourish season, but restoration was something that really spoke to me. So he continued on, God did, and he showed me one of the scriptures that really resonated with me. And it gives me peace when things seem like they're going awry. Um, But that's the one he wanted me to speak to you today from. So we can go ahead and put that scripture, Joel 2.25. Let's see if we can get that going. And it reads, I will restore you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. One of the things about this scripture that's always given me peace is just the beginning. And I think we all do this, that we take something and we just hold on to the very top of it. You know, if you've given your child a gift on Christmas and it's multi-layered and they'll open it and they'll pull that first piece out and they're like, yay, thank you, thank you. You're like, no, 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 there's more. There's more. That's what this scripture is. And I didn't realize the more until I had to sit in this moment and really unpack this scripture. One of the things, um, again, that I'd like to share about myself is that I consider myself a teacher. Um, I just feel like God has given me that gift. Again, I do do, I'm a social worker. And one of the things that I do with my families is that I realize if I give them a fish, I feed them for a day. 
But if I teach them to fish, then whether Ms. Madi is there or not, they still can carry on and get through what's bothering them. And, I, you know, and I've done that same for myself. So today, if you will, can I just share and go into my teacher mode and kind of unpack this scripture, but in that manner? So one of the things, if we start from the very beginning, it says, I'll restore you the years. Yes. But what that spoke to me was restoration, that he will repay um, and restore the things that I feel that I've lost. And there's a saying that the kids say, and I'm just going to use that because I think we, you know, we can all relate, when they just say, period. The end. Restoration is coming. No matter what has occurred, no matter how it feels, how you feel, he will restore you. And it's in his word and it's a promise, right? Um, so then that brings us to the second piece. And one thing, another thing I've learned about God is that he's very intentional. And so as I was reading this, I said, Lord, why the locusts? Why a locust? There's so many insects that devour and destroy. Why did you use the locust? And so it made me do research on a locust. If I'm honest, I, I've heard of it, but do we really know what a locust is? So I did some research, and um, after you know, really looking into it, I learned that a locust, really, after everything, is just a grasshopper. Can we put up our picture? It's a grasshopper. It's a grasshopper in swarms that devours. And so as we see our friendly grasshopper, right? Doesn't look so scary, right? But when you think of a locust coming to devour, we're just like, oh, it's this big bad wolf. And it's just a grasshopper. And one of the things that God brought to my spirit is that that's very familiar. So it brings me to see that the thing that devours at times our joy and our peace and our hope is something very familiar. Wow. It's something that in, in small portions, because they say that the, these grasshoppers in singular or small portions are harmless. And they you know, just kind of go about their day. It's when they get together and they multiply and they turn into these destructive swarms that steal you know, our joy, our peace, our, our, our harvest, right? So I, I implore you tonight to just, or today, to look at what that, familiar thing in your life that's stealing your harvest. It's that it's the familiarity of feeling like you don't have enough of, of you know, of thinking that, um, you know, that that relationship or whatever it is, there's something that's very familiar in your space that's stealing, devouring your harvest. So that was one of the things that reasons why I believe he used the locust, right? So then we move forward. And another thing I learned is that the locust comes for harvest, which made me now look. There is harvest that we have that we have not pulled. We have not pulled it up. And I think that we do that because it doesn't look like what we thought it was. You know, you have a job, but it doesn't come with a, with a big window in a corner office. So you've just let that harvest just lay there. You know, you ha you're in a relationship, but yeah, ladies, what do we say? He's, he hasn't, you know, I have 10 things on my checklist. He's only six of them, right? So I'm going I'm to I'm friend zone him. And, you know, and so there's, harv there's uh, the harvest that we're overlooking. So there's a lot of things that we overlooked. And because we've left it, now the locusts can come and devour it, that very familiar thing. So that was, you know, another thing that I pulled from it. And then I quickly realized that, Again, what we do, we pull that top toy out and leave everything else in the bottom. That I had no idea what a canker worm even was, or is for that matter. I learned that the locust is not a separate insect, it is actually a grasshopper. And so I said, 
let's learn about the canker worm. And so another thing that I've learned in study is that the Hebrew words really have great meaning to what its purpose or, or, or meaning is. So um, I looked into the Hebrew word of canker worm, and in Hebrew, it's yalak. And it, um, it literally means to lick or lap. And so one of the things um, that it stated is that in the Hebrew, the order of the letter, it's a literal loss of hope. The canker worm literally licks away your hope, but God is a restorer. And so when we look at things, when we look at things like our hope, when, we look, when we're looking for a harvest or we have a, a spirit of expectation, a loss of hope will, will deter that. If you just feel, well, you know what, Lord, it's passed over me or, uh, you know, I've done, we're good for that. I'm good for that. I've done so much. I, I probably don't deserve the, the rest- restoration. And the reality is I don't. We don't. We don't. But he's still a giving God. And so restoring of hope. I work in schools now. And that is one of the things that I see that's really harming our children and staff alike is just that lack of hope that robbed, that devoured hope of things getting better, of things um, being restored. So when he speaks of the canker worm in that scripture, that's what he's speaking of. So then we move forward and we have the caterpillar. That I knew, you know, for the most part. But when I um, unpack that in the Hebrew, the word is chassel. And this word literally means to devour. And then the word indicates fear, which means that the caterpillar devours you with fear. But again, God has promised to restore your faith and devour the fear. And one thing that I think we all agree on is that where there is fear, there is no hope and faith. And so if you have no hope, if you have no faith, and fear is, is, is controlling the situation, again, the hope of restoration, the belief that God will restore you is minimal. And so uh, going back to the beginning of the scripture and believing that he said, I will restore you. You have to set aside that hopelessness. You have to set aside that fear, which pushed the canker worm away, pushed the caterpillar away so that you can take hold of his promises. So then we move up further, a little further, um, and we, we, we get to um, the palmer worm. Did I, I'm just curious. Did anyone know, anyone online, if you know, put it in the, in the, in the chat there, what a, even a palmer worm was? I said, oh, Jesus is making up words in the Bible, y'all. But he did not. He did not. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So he, he knew, and this is why I come forth to share with y'all. So the palmer word in the Hebrew is gazem, which means to cut off. This word indicates sorrow or grief. And it stated that the palmer worm is pictured as filling you with grief and cutting you off from joys of life. One of the things that I, when I was reading this and the joys, is that I believe for myself, and again, if, you, if this resonates with you, is that when your joy is gone, even when restoration comes, there's a season that you still have to push past that lack of joy to just receive that blessing, that restoration. And so I believe that the, the palmer worm is there to do that, that not only do the others steal you of this hope, steals you of this faith. But once that restoration comes, then the palmer worm says, well, when you get into that season, I'm going to hold you back so that you can't fully go into that joy and that 
into that praise because that's sometimes what we do. We wait for that other shoe to drop. We say, ooh, he approved this house, but did they really look at my credit score? I'm not going to get but so excited because what's going to come around the other corner to take this from me? That's what the Palmer worm does. It doesn't allow you to fully sit yourself and sink yourself into that Um, into the joy of what's before you, right? So as we look at all of these things, again, we go back. I wanted really to highlight the fact that this is harvest that's already down. This is that we've left just sitting. And so as I was thinking about being restored, I had to really say, Lord, what do you, what's already here? What have I overlooked? What what am I, my expectations has made this thing seem like it's not enough. This person, this job, as a parent, do we feel like, ah, I could do more. My child could be doing more. Or are we able to just say, God, I thank you for this, right? So those are are, um, some of the things. But one of the things that I always like to offer is, you know, and I, and I think we've. I, if there's a problem, I think a solution should always come with that. So we can discuss what the problem is, how the restoration needs to have, what we're overlooking. But what are the solutions for this, Father? And so I had to ask him. So I figured I would do the parallel from what the solutions are for swarms of locusts. So it brought me to, and they gave me, one particular writer gave us three what seemed to be very basic solutions for deterring locusts. But as I read them, I said, wow, how we could do this in our own lives spiritually. So the first one was spray and saturate the area with the pesticide, right? A repellent. And I saw this as prayer, how we can... uh, you know, with gratitude and journals, we can saturate the areas in our life with just trust about, for God. And that saturation is almost a preventative measure that we know that we're grateful for what we have and we know that he has more. So I encourage you today, get some journals. Journal daily what he has done for you. And though we oftentimes can point out, at least I know I can, and those of you online, if this uh, resonates with you, I can always point out what I don't have. I can always point out where I've fallen short, not only in myself, but I'm good or not so good about doing it in others. It's just my eye. But God is saying, in this season, I need you to refocus your lens. Be grateful. Be grateful for what you have. The locust can only devour what you've left unattended. Let's not leave things unattended, right? The second thing they said was create smoke in your garden. And I said, okay. And they said you can do it by burning wood or lighting incense. And I saw this as singing worship songs uh, in the atmosphere of your home or in your car, creating a prayer room or a prayer space. And what I said, what it came to my mind was create an atmosphere in your home that overwhelms the enemy. A smoke would overwhelm a situation, an area. Do that, that it overwhelms the enemy and, and keeps him. It chokes out the presence of the enemy because you're replacing it with the smoke and the spirit of Christ. So really taking time, setting aside, being deliberate and intentional to create smoke, y'all. 
to create smoke in your homes, in your jobs. You know, again, I told you I work in the schools. The schools are hurting, y'all. We have to be very honest of what's going on. And they're hurting not just the students, but the staff. And so it's important for, for us to just in your spaces, create that smoke, stay in prayer, sing your songs. It's the time of us saying, well, I'm not going to play that song because I don't know if they're Christian or not. The joy of the Lord is for everyone. It's for everyone. And we need to really get, be about creating smoke. I think we have gone under the radar long enough. It's our season to create smoke. So that was the second preventative measure. And then the third was make noise to keep the insect away. This one hit me a little hard because it said to wake up in the morning between 4 to 6 a.m. as this is when the locust typically causes more damage. And I've always heard that we should raise up in the morning and read your word and meditate. But as Pastor was saying, I know he was talking for me, I get in, church starts at 11. Barely making it, y'all. Barely making it. Morning, and I always say I'm not a morning person. I even had a saying. So people say the early bird gets the worm, right? My thing was, but that second mouse gets the cheese. Right? So it was fine for me. It's true, though. The second mouse gets... Y'all can use that. That's not copywritten. You can take that. The second mouse gets the cheese. That early one, may he rest in peace. But... But it says spiritually, however, <laughs> spiritually, we should. <laughs> so spiritually, we should rise up early. We should make noise early in the morning when the locust comes to devour. We should already be up worshiping, calling in what we know, the truths of God, looking in our word, meditating, just taking that time aside. And for those of us who are mamas, we know that that early morning is probably the only quiet time you're going to get. And though I have used it for just more sleep, I think that the benefits of more sleep or of prayer outweighs the benefits that I could ever get from sleeping a little longer. So I encourage you to get up early, to beat the locust. I encourage you to take up your hope in this season. I encourage you to restore your faith and push that fear out. I encourage you to flourish. I really, really do. In this season, I just feel it in my spirit and God is saying that this is our flourish season. And one of the things, it's an old colloquialism, but I, I felt it was the best way to end what I wanted to share with you today is when you know, do, when you know better, do better. So now y'all know. So no one can say, you know, I'm not sure how to stay, you know, in, in, in alignment with what God has for me or my restoration or how to get it to come or why is he overlooking me? He's not. You're overlooking you. You're overlooking what he's already sent. So that is really, I am so appreciative to been able to come before you today. I pray that this word speaks to your spirit. I'm feeling in this moment that I would like to pray for people in the room or online that have just felt as I have, he's just, it's not coming for me. I've waited and I've waited and I've waited and I've prayed and I've asked and the things that I want, the restoration that I've been praying for, it's not, it's not for me, it's for them. I can see their 
blessings. I can see how their prayers are being answered. But what about mine? And so I say to you, it's there. Embrace it, enjoy it, share it, speak about it. And that's not to say that that's where it ends. So today, if we could just take some time to just pray, I'd like to pray with those online as well. Of repentance, really, is what, where I'm coming to. Lord, I'm, I apologize. We apologize, Lord, for not taking into account those things you've already given us, Father. How we minimize, and at times culture, Lord, will, will use us to minimize just the fact that we have risen this morning. We take for granted that others didn't get to see this day. We take for granted as we speak about the things that our children aren't doing. There's many, many people that would pray for the opportunity to be a parent, to have at least one child to discipline, one child to, to, to push through school. And here we take that for granted and wish it away. And Lord, we, we repent, Father. Lord, we repent for those of us, Father, that, that feel as though we want more, so much so that we can't just sit in the moment of what we have now. Father, we just ask you to, re to restore our sight, Lord, that we would stay focused on you and not the rules of this world, not the plan of this world, that we would just follow your purpose, Father. Lord, we thank you for our leaders, Father, for our pastors. We thank you for those uh, individuals, those friends in our lives that pray over us, Father, that pray for us, Father, that those uh, grandparents in our past that, that we know we're still being blessed by their prayers and they're no longer with us, Lord. We just thank you for all of that, Lord. Again, I repent for taking it for granted, for, for feeling as though you're overlooking me, for pushing my timeline on your purpose for me, Lord. We release it now, Father. We take up your timeline. We take up your plans for our life, Father. But most of all, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing else. Nothing before it, nothing after it. No buts, no by the ways, just thank you. So Father, as I close this, this message, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to come and share before your people, Lord. If there's anyone in the online that has a specific prayer for something or needs to, an accountability partner or those in the room who need an accountability partner, because we know, I know, that the habit that I've created of complaining, the habit that I've created of not, of, of not being grateful is not going to end overnight, Father. That I need to be diligent and work at the change, the change for restoration, the change for a mindset of gratitude. And I seek an accountability partner, someone who will say, no, but you have this, but you have this. So Lord, we just thank you again 
We praise you for this time together, Lord. We pray for the state of the culture, Father, that it will no longer be of interest to create a plan of direction for our lives, God, but that we would seek your plan for our lives and your direction, Father. So we just thank you as we close, Lord, as we go on about our day, Lord, that we will embrace this new way as we walk into the, into the direction of our flourish season. We just thank you and we praise you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.